What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports <laughs> podcast. I'm Will Casino over there. Hi. Uh, we've been trying to start this show for 20 minutes, so we're just going to start off hot. Hot Casino. How are yeah, we doing today? My... I'm good. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're good. Uh, I don't know. And today... Kids. Kids. We're just starting with... Uh, uh, Breaking news: Basketball. There's, Boo. there's a, no, there's a. Let's a go delay. basketball. Football doesn't matter. It's. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, this is crazy. I didn't think this would happen. I, I was just reading a bunch of shit about where will Damian Lillard go. None of them. None of them. I repeat, none of them had him going to the Bucks. So, Damian Lillard's been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in a three-team deal with the Blazers and the Suns. So the Bucks get Damian Lillard. The Blazers get uh, Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, uh, Tamani Kamara, the Bucks' 2029 first-round pick. It's unprotected as well. They swap rights on the Bucks' 2008 or 2028 and 2020 and 2030 picks black and then the suns receive nurkic uh grayson allen nasi or little and keon boo, johnson grayson allen boo Ugh. i mean this is and there's my kid this is the f- <laughs> right on cue uh casino thoughts on this this insane insane trade Milwaukee's going for it, man. Like, I, I mean, do you think this? Do you think this trade with it, Lillard going to Milwaukee, going with uh, Giannis, is going to be just an annihilation for every team in in the East? So I think that's a pretty uh, good setup. Well, also the craziest, the craziest thing. Uh, the craziest thing out there is so he's been, and we talked about it on this podcast. He's been linked to Miami from the get go, right? It was like he wants Miami to go to the bust. Heat. Miami or yeah. bust. He wants to go to the Heat. The Heat want him to go there. It was apparently like that was what it was. So after this trade happened, and again, we're recording this uh, like uh, 45 minutes after this uh, broke, but Jimmy Butler on his Instagram, posted a video that said, and I quote, yo, NBA, you know, y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. I'm just going to put that out there. You didn't hear it from me. So the fuck does that mean? And it was not like a, you know, it's not like he's like doing like a joke, funny, like uh, Instagram. It's like one of those ones where a bunch of people are like, yeah, yeah, like it's kind so it doesn't appear to be a joke if it is like he got us, but if it's not, I don't know what that could potentially mean or how they could prove that or whatever, but I don't I don't know. This just feels like it came really out of left field. I mean, but to answer your original question, like yeah, I really do think now in the east it or in the West, I think it's Nuggets and Lakers. I don't think anybody got as good as those two teams did. Uh, and then in the East, I mean, it's literally just Celtics, uh, Bucks, and Sixers. And then the the Sixers and the the Celtics have a bunch of question marks. The Bucks, you know, obviously they had that bad luck uh, against Miami last year. Well, it wasn't even bad luck because Miami no, was saying, wiped the floor with them. It wasn't bad luck. It was bad play by their. Yes, Giannis was not 100%, but still it was bad play by the rest of the team. And even when Giannis came back, it was bad play. And Butler and the Miami Heat played out of their damn mind. So that wasn't luck. That was just getting your ass kicked. There's a big yeah. difference. I No, I agree. Uh, but so let, me ask, so let me ask you this. So basically we know the four teams that could win the championship this year. Yeah. Um, do you even give a shit to watch the NBA season? I ask you that because now this coming season um, they're doing that like in in regular season tournament thing around December, like because normally this is how I am with a lot of sports. This is why I like hockey so much. Is hockey? It's it's very 
you can have the best teams, but you don't know who's going to win. Like anybody can win as long as you make the playoffs. Um, but for like the NBA, um, <clears throat> for baseball, for football, you kind of have a knowing of, okay, these are the best teams and it would be astronomical if they don't make it. Um, so we don't typically watch a lot. Uh, I mean, we tell, talk about for baseball all the time. We don't watch the regular season all that much. Do you, are you going to watch any of this regular season? Obviously, I know you're going to watch a little bit because you're a sports fan, but are you going to care about this regular season at all because of that tournament? Or are you just like, eh, wait to the playoffs because we know who's, we know the top four teams and out barring a miracle is going to be those four, four teams in the conference finals. I say yes, because last year we almost got a finals that was the Heat versus the Lakers, and both of them ended the season as the seventh seeds. So fair enough. Before, okay, fair enough. Uh, because before, remember, before the playoffs but you, started. But you, could, you could say last year, though, it felt like an anomaly with those teams, correct? That's not normally how it shakes down, though, when it comes to the NBA. Yeah, but I will say the year it was. I mean, you, you, watch heat, it, you watch it more than me, but that's what I always feel like. When people tell me, like, these are the teams that are going to make it by the end of the year, they're always the teams that are going to make it by the end of the year. Always. Like, it never, it never changes. So, like, I have trouble watching, um, like, honestly, even baseball, even though I like watching baseball more than the NBA, I don't watch a lot of the regular season, almost none, actually, because it's the same thing. It's like, I know who's going to be good. I watch the playoffs. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but I do think the re the way to combat that is, and we talked about it when it was announced and like broke it down on a previous episode about the in-season tournament right, break, where- Break that down. I'm going to get my daughter. Like I said, we started it. way late. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, I do think the in-season tournament will add more interest to- the NBA season at a point where like Casito said, a lot of people aren't paying attention because with, I would even say hockey to a certain extent, just because there's so many games, but hockey, baseball, basketball, all have the issue where the season feels really long, which means every game doesn't matter, which is a big reason why multiple people or not multiple people, just people in general think that the NFL is so popular because every game legitimately does matter, right? Like, I mean, we're going to get into our NFL picks, but there's a bunch of teams that are 1-2, and 0-3 oh that you can kind of just pencil out of the playoffs because, you know, historically that just means you're done. So in the, I mean, in the, uh, like last year with the Sixers, they lost the first four games. Then I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like nobody was panicking. It was like, oh, yeah, they got the whole regular season. And then they finished up as the number three seed. So I do think – and I don't know if we're going to do as big of a preview for the NBA and NHL. Obviously, we will talk about them because they're starting up here in a little bit. But, yeah, I do think the in-season uh, – tournament will add a lot of interest to the NBA regular season because again it's the younger teams it's the younger guys who are going to get a shitload of money if you win this tournament and we broke down I believe it was like half a mil in this tournament and some of these guys you know are making pennies compared to what you know like LeBron or Giannis even are making on their huge contracts so you're going to have younger teams full of younger guys being like I really care about this because it's I could double my paycheck, right? If I win this in-season tournament. So I think it'll be good. The tournament will be good twofold. It'll be good because maybe younger teams will fight harder in the tournament uh, more than if they were, you know, like a young team like what the let's just say the Hornets or the Magic, right, would probably fight harder early in the season than a team like the Lakers or the Heat who are kind of just like, we're playing for a championship. We've made our money, like blah, blah, blah. So I think an in-season tournament will bring more interest because younger teams will try harder in it, and plus they make a shitload of money. But now that Casino's back, that was me vamping. Well, uh, I caught the end of that, and you know what? I... 
because I asked you the question, I'll answer it. I probably will watch a little bit more of the NBA this year, midseason, because that does sound appealing to me. Having you know a, a middle, you know a middle uh, tournament. Sorry, I'm still trying to get my words together. So <laughs> no, no, because so BJ took a nap. This is why we're running late. And then, yep. And then I was on the verge of a nap when all of a sudden he goes, "Hey, yo." Let's go. And I was just like, hey, yo, let's go. That was a quote for me. I did say, hey, yo, let's go. Uh, But this is why I'm so energized because I just woke up. Also, it was the best kind of nap. And this is why I'm so tired. (laughs) Why why is it the best kind of nap? Go for it. I had the best kind of nap because it was an unplanned nap. I passed out and then I woke up and I was like, oh, so those are the best kind of naps. Mine is the worst kind of nap because it was where... My eyes, my eyelids started to shut and I started like going into that little phase. And then all of a sudden it was just like, ding. Oh yeah. Hi. I took a nap. Hey, yo, I'll get on. And I was like, okay, sure. Uh, so let's wake you up. Casino transition King right here. Let's wake you oh, up. I'm going to be by, awake now. Uh, my kid's up. She's going to scream in my ear. So I'm awake. I mean, Hey, little mom, let me whisper in your ear. Right. That song. Don't you? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <My> obviously. <laughs> no, I was saying me. Oh. Me. Let me whisper in your ear to uh, oh. put you back to sleep. But uh, See, I, I do the think. <laughs> uh, I do think out of this trade, uh, Portland, obviously, they weren't, they were kind of stuck where they are. This trade doesn't. Uh, help them hurt them it kind of just gets them picks for the future but picks in the nba really at this point have just become trade value like there's not uh but they're not even value nobody cares about them yeah what's the point you you trade them you hopefully you get lucky and then no that's pretty much it so portland obviously you don't know why also i i i'm I'm still trying to make myself uh, feel better to the audience right now where you know i feel it may look like I'm really caught off guard talking about the NBA and about this hot, fresh topic news. Oh, yeah, that's because I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, we're going to talk about the NBA right now. Ready? Clap. Let's go. Hey, yeah. yo. <laughs> uh, since this news dropped, the odds to win the NBA finals, and this is through FanDuel, the top five teams are Bucks first, then Nuggets, then Celtics, then Suns, then Lakers. So I think the only value you get out of any of those picks is probably the Lakers because they're plus 1,400. The Suns would be next at plus 600. So I when think does Bronny the, come in the league? Uh, I think one year, two, or he just committed to USC. So you only need to play one year. So he can be in the NBA next season. But will he? Who knows? Oh, uh, but 100%. One hundred percent, he's going to go in just so he can play with his dad, so his dad can retire. Yeah, and that's why I'm asking is because then the Lakers are not going to be relevant ever again. I do think in the uh, West, the interesting thing to come out of this is the Suns got a bit uh, got size, and they kind of got like big, like bully guys to kind of try to combat the Nuggets. But then it becomes is size going to be able to help you with scoring. Now you have Devin Booker, you have Kevin Durant, but they also couldn't stop anybody last year. So it's also one of those things of, it will be really interesting to see that first kind of nugget Suns matchup. And then how that progresses over the year. If we do get that, you know, to go to the finals or in the NBA conference round, I don't know, but I do think the bucks got better. I think the Nuggets are still the best team. I don't think the Buc- this now makes the Bucks the the favorites because, like you said, of how Miami wiped the floor with them last year. But I do think that me- that does make them uh, more of a title contender because if you want to – I think the Nuggets are still far and away the best team. And if you want to compete with the Nuggets, you're going to have to score. So now you have Giannis on the inside to deal with Jokic. You have – Damian Lillard to hopefully put up the same kind of stat line that Jamal Murray the was same production. Up. Yeah. Same production, same points. And then it just becomes your, you, you know, your, your bench guys, your, 
other guys on the roster. And right now, yeah, I think the Bucks are clearly the best team going into the season in the East. The Nuggets are going to the best team in the West. But then you have the Lakers and Heat that happened last season. So maybe some team emerges. I don't know. Uh, but fun thing to talk about, crazy trade. I really thought he was going to the Heat. Or I think my next pick was like a random uh he would just be traded to like a random team where all of us would be like what? the Sacramento I, Kings. Yeah, I didn't, really didn't think he'd go to a contender outside the Hornets, of Miami. <laughs> the Magic. Uh, I would have Again. actually, uh, I would have taken money that he was either going to go on the Lakers or Heat. If it was like Lakers Heat or the Field, and again, I would have taken is, Lakers. Don't Heat. this is again? This is don't bet with BJ. We've learned. I mean. That's true. And actually, that can be our transition to football because speaking of don't bet with me, uh, Casino, you we were tied going into week three. We are, uh, when it comes to the NFL and our picks, we are no longer tied because you, uh, going into week three, we were at 17-17 apiece. Damn it. And I, had you... my mic, I had my mic muted. I was just yelling at you. <laughs> but... Prepare to yell at me more because you wiped the absolute floor with me. I got seven picks right this week. You got 12. So take a bow, Casino. You won. Uh, no, because I feel if like I stand up, I'm going to pass out. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I have not been drinking enough water. Oh, damn. Which is well, ironic because I need to because of my kidney stones. I'm just yeah. a mess. Just drink more water. I like water. how you're hey, over hey. here trying you're over here trying to do a sports podcast and I am just trying to wake up still. And like, I'm putting my phone. I'm like, Oh God. I like, I put my phone up. I'm like, I, I, I never look at the back of my phone case and I'm like, yeah, that all used to be black. Ew. Yeah. The fuck is that? It's just white. It's just like, my phone's perfect, but it's, I've used this phone case so much that everything has fallen apart on it. And Ugh. Yeah. It's ripped all the paint off, but now it looks cool. Now it looks like a, a stormtrooper that you'd pay money. This 20 bucks, 20 bucks for her. message yeah. us, message us, and we'll ship it to you. <laughs> DM us. Uh, all right, anyway, waking up football here. But you did the games you correctly predicted over me. Colts over Ravens, Packers over Saints, uh, Chargers over Vikings, uh, my stupid uh, Steelers bandwagon, I jumped off. You jumped on. Steelers beat the Raiders, and then Ram- or Bengals beat the Rams. Uh, we both, however, did pick the Bucks, which that looks like a insane choice in retrospect. We did both pick the, the Cowboys, which I think we're both happy they lost. And then, uh, actually, I want to start with this first game. So last, we recorded on Friday, so we talked about the Niners, uh, Giants. So let's start with our first game of the week, Casino. Are we, as the uh, talking heads of this podcast and just members of the football world, are we sleeping on how good the Browns are? Because the Browns won 27-3 to in or in Cleveland against the Tennessee Titans and their defense might be the best defense in the league by a mile. So I backtracked on it because I was, I've always liked the, I've been telling you, I like the Browns. I, I, I told you, I like the Browns. Um, yes. And honestly, I probably will take the Browns number two right now in that division with how banged up the Ravens are. Yes. I know the Browns lost Chubb. I'm sad about it. Casino's fantasy corner. Is in shambles, like absolute <laughs> shambles. I'm like, for some reason, like I was like, oh, I'm doing great. Chubb goes out, and then all of a sudden, my entire roster was just like, oh yeah, everybody else sucks now too. My entire roster, quick fantasy corner update, uh, is all either O's, IR, or questions. My entire bench, my entire bench, like it's yeah. just it's fantastic. Anyway, um, no, I, I mean, I guess you were you were sleeping on the Browns for sure. I said I liked the Browns. I don't like Deshaun Watson still. Um, I don't think he's that great of a player. But I do like what the Browns are doing. Um, and dude, Desh- and going on Deshaun Watson, if they had a much better quarterback than Deshaun Watson, it's, you, you give them a Trevor Lawrence. Just throw Trevor Lawrence 
off trade those two quarterbacks out trade those two quarterbacks out i think this cleveland browns team would be a contender to make the conference final for their division i like them that much um and dude how about deshaun watson getting two uh unsportsmanlike conducts as a fucking or two face was it face masks right there's face masks yeah yeah two face masks as a quarterback like dude he is an absolute train wreck but <laughs> i do i do like cleveland um I, it sucks i like Vrabel, but you know I, I was hoping that we could trust him just just him but you know, if i recall our picks at the beginning of the year or like going through the teams I wasn't that high. I could be wrong. I could look back. I hear because my kid. I wasn't that high on the Titans anyway, but um, I really did think they were going to pull it off against the Browns because I thought the Browns would have been out of sorts with Chubb gone. And I'm going on mute for a second. <laughs> uh, I blame you for this, buddy. I hope you enjoyed I mean, your fudge. I, I really hope you enjoyed your fucking nap. I did, actually. I did very much enjoy my nap. Uh, but... I am right there with you in the sense of I think we can uh I think we got a little too much too excited about the prospect of the coaching of the Titans and kind of got away from what we predicted the Titans to be, which is what the Titans are, which is not a very good team. I believe both of us picked them to finish last in the AFC South, and it kind of looks like they're heading that way. To me, it's shocking that they have uh, two young quarterbacks on the roster because I believe they still have Malik Willis. We know they drafted Will Levis, and they're kind of still sticking with Tannehill where, I mean, you look at these stats, and again, I think... He's so bad. He was 13 for 25 for 104 yards. Now, again, that is against this Browns defense that at this moment, week three heading into week four, is by my accounts, the best defense in the league. And looking at the Browns' schedule, I mean, they're 2-1 and one right now. They play the Ravens this weekend, which will be, I think, a really good game. I, they- I, I think I'll probably go – I want to see who gets healthy for the Ravens first. But yeah. I think I might go Browns. That, that'll be I- determined. I think I might as well. But then after this week, again, like Casino was saying, with a beat-up Ravens team, they play the 49ers. So if that Browns defense shuts down the 49ers offense, then all of a sudden I think we have to start having the discussion about Browns uh, being maybe the number one seed in the AFC. Because after that 49ers game, they play outside a division. They literally played the Cardinals, the Broncos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cardinals just beat the Super, the, the, the Super Bowl <laughs> winners already. Like, Come on. But they Didn't play you know the- that Dallas already just wrote the book like they're winning the Super Bowl this year. You know that, right? <laughs> and and they did, okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll we'll fucking get to that game. But out so outside the division, they play Cardinals, Broncos, Rams, Bears, Texans, Jets. I mean, if they go four and two in their division, I don't think they lose another division outside of this outside of their division besides maybe a Jaguars team later in the season and the 49ers. So they win one of those two games. They win every other game. This is all of a sudden a 13, 14 win team. And everybody's going like, where the fuck did this Browns team come from? Because so far they beat the Steelers. They destroyed the Bengals, which everybody thought, myself included, would be like a week one game. We looked nah, at Bengals are like, oh, Bengals man, are in tough shape. Them. And then Bengals all of a sudden, shape. yeah, and we'll get to that game because that was they look rough. But then you see this Titans team, and I mean, the most impressive thing is they shut down Derrick Henry like we haven't seen in maybe ever. He got 11 carries, 20 yards, so he was averaging less than two yards a carry. This is Derrick Henry, right? And it's just like, I don't know, this Browns team. But then that that man can fall forward for 20 yards. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, he was just getting hit so much in the backfield that they just stopped giving the ball to him. And then they gave it to Tannehill, and he threw for 100 yards. Like, that is insane but then 
We both hate Deshaun Watson, but in this game, it kind of felt like he reemerged as what it used to be. He was 27 no. for 33, 289 yards, two touchdowns. Like No, when your defense when your defense gets you in good position, you don't need another pouch. You just ate a pouch. <laughs> but uh, you have the return of Amari Cooper as a number one wide receiver. He had seven receptions, 116 yards, one touchdown. So what I'm saying is you can count on this Browns team to uh, what? Probably keep most offenses, most teams in this league under three touchdowns. So you just have, if Kareem Hunt literally has any spark left to him, you just need this offense to kind of just be mediocre. And with yeah, but this defense, Kareem, you're going to win games 21 to 17. Come here, come here. Like, come, here. Come, tell, come tell him. Come tell him. Um, but Kareem Hunt, they've already said that he's only going to be the backup. Yeah. Well, that guy who stepped in, I think it was Ford. I mean, he was. I tried to, those- to pick him up. Oh. <laughs> Dude, everybody in fantasy was like, all of a sudden, this was, all of a sudden, this was uh, the second coming of Christian McCaffrey. Every league I'm in with fantasy football was like, the new Browns running back is now the holy grail of you get him, you win the league because everybody fucking put in a waiver wire claim for him. But uh, let's move on from that game casino to. A game I watched most of, and I was not even, I'm not even a uh, Ravens or Colts fan. If I was a Ravens fan watching this Ravens-Colts game, the last two minutes of this game would have made me fucking break a stool. Like, the calls in this fucking Ravens-Colts game, especially at the end, there's literally a Colts defender in the face of the Ravens wide receiver, tackling him to the ground. The ball does not come to him. The wide receiver. Yeah, don't be mad. Just you, you lost. Don't be mad. The Ravens just, guy don't, jumps don't, up and is like, Don't be mad. You lost. Are we, what are, what are just, we doing? You just lost. You just lost. The textbook I'm your, definition. I'm kicking, I'm, I'm kicking your ass by 10 <laughs> or by five, whatever it is. The textbook definition <laughs> of pass interference not called, yeah. and yeah, then yeah, tell 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 Sean Payton about all about that. Remember that that one with the when he was on for coaching the Saints and the dude gets absolutely railed at the end zone. Like oh well, you remember? Well, we'll get to Sean Payton. We'll get yeah. to Sean Payton. <laughs> but then that, that you... liar, that liar. <laughs> You knew the uh, Ravens were going to lose this game when with a minute left, Justin Tucker misses like a 40, I think it was like a 45-yard field goal, and you're just like, oh, it's not happening today. I have Tucker. Uh, uh, Yeah. That was Uh, But, uh, uh, yeah, with this Ravens-Colts team, Casito, Gardner Minshew pulls it out. But with you talked about it with – how the Bengals have kind of looked this season. Clearly, Joe Burrow's hurt. We'll talk about it when we get to Monday night. What we've seen from the Browns, and then kind of what we've seen from the Steelers since week one, do you think the Ravens at 2-1 and one are in trouble in this division with how injury-prone they have been? Um, yeah, I do. I, I do. I like the Ravens, though. I still... I still like the Ravens. I think they're a phenomenal team. I like Lamar Jackson. He's coming back with a vengeance. He's playing very well himself. Um, I like that. Uh, and you know how I've always been like a little iffy with his arm. There was a point there where he, he put a consecutive like 11 passes in a row or something like that. I saw the stat because I was watching Red Zone. It popped up. Um, I haven't looked up that exact stat in a row. But he had a pretty good throwing day. Like It wasn't nothing, you know. Not too bad. And uh, I like Lamar. However, I would still be worried about this team. And I am. Um, but I, I, again, I don't know. I might choose the Ravens over the Browns this coming weekend. I just want to see where they come with their health. You know, for me, that was like the Chargers last year. And the Chargers are getting hurt again this year. So they got to stay healthy. And then they'll be a really good team. But I am going to be concerned with them with how injury prone they have been. And Especially if Lamar goes out, just just flush your your season down the drain again, just yeah, d- down the drain. 
So, no, I agree. Uh, and I do like, again, me, both you and I pick the Ravens to be a wild card team. We both pick the Bengals to win that division. So, since we are talking Ooh. about the, uh, the only good thing about the Bengals, the only good thing about the Bengals was those Monday night jerseys. Dope as shit, by the way. I do like I do like their their Dude, color combinations. That all white was dope as shit. Dude, that helmet with the the white and the black like like tiger stripes on it or whatever, that might be in contention for best helmet in the league. I really Dude, like how those so look. solid. Like they they looked they looked really good, but they looked really bad. <laughs> Uh, but since we're talking about the AFC North, we don't have to stay in order here. Let's just jump right to Monday night. Uh, the Bengals oh, yeah. win against the Rams 19 to 16 to go to one and two. Uh, is everyone, us included, underestimating how ho- how hurt Joe Burrow is? Because I think we are. That looked rough. I mean, I think we are. Plus, I mean, for an injured quarterback, you don't want him throwing 49 attempts. Like, come on, man. That is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, and Joe Mixon didn't do any help for him. He only was 65 yards for 19 carries. That is insanely bad. Um, I I think it's an absolute panic mode for Cincinnati right now. I, I think it is. I'm I'm worried about them. Well, you uh, also know it's a panic mode when after a game you win, all of a sudden there's a bunch of talking heads and news reports coming out and opinion articles being like the Bengals should sit Joe Burrow for the rest of the season after a win. Right. Like I saw, I saw that headline plastered across the internet after this game. And I think I kind of agree because if you, this Bengals team doesn't look like, like they're, going to do anything if he's not 100% healthy. And we know that because he's not 100% healthy. Right. I mean, Jamar Chase still had a really good game, you know, 12 uh, 12 receptions, 141 yards. He looked really good. Um, and But that's when Joe Burrow is able to connect to him. But, I mean, you've got to connect. Like, you almost went 50, 50% for your completions. That is awful. Come on, man. Yeah, I do think uh, this <sighs> Bengals defense is pretty good because they were putting Matthew Stafford in fits all night. He threw for two interceptions. He just looked like he was having an off game. Uh, and I well, yeah, he really was hung liked... over from Disneyland, man. <laughs> now, now they've there's too much candy there. Now they need to go to Universal Studios now, and you know, and, and get his connection back with the guys. That's true. Uh, I don't think I still the Rams running attack. They they traded away. Uh, who was that one guy? I can't remember his name. They traded exactly. away. Yeah, but they trade away uh, him. To I can't help you. I, I can't help you when I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> the guy that was just on the Rams who got traded to the Vikings. Uh, Cam Cam Akers. Sure. Yeah. Yes, I believe it was Cam Akers. He got traded to the Vikings, and then they have uh, Kenron Williams. He came in, had kind of a Joe Mixon day, but again, against that Bengals defense, which I actually think is pretty good. But at this point, we talked about it before the season. This really felt like the kind of last gasp of this Bengals team because everybody basically that's good on this team outside of Joe Burrow is coming up for a contract extension at the end of this season. So they're going to lose probably a bunch of good players on defense. They're going to lose one of their wide receivers on offense. And then it becomes, should we try to, again, I don't understand why they didn't just sit Burrow for the first like four games for the first month of the season and just be like, hopefully we can be one and three without him. And then he comes back in and we can go on a run because him just being perpetually hurt the entire season seems like the dumb worst outcome, like across the board. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. get what you gain from this. No, you're just going to injure your superstar for years to come. Well, yeah. And that's the thing where it's just like, then it becomes an issue of it's not even this season. Then it's like next season where it's like, Oh man, he's still, he had surgery in the off season. We don't know when he's going to come back. And then it's just this lingering problem where he's always hurt. He's always injured, which honestly was kind of what happened to Stafford, right? Mm -hmm. Like Stafford was always hurt and injured. And then he had that one good season and then he was hurt and injured again. And now he's kind of come back and, been pretty decent but they're still a one and two team but 
so yeah, so just I, with my my love for hockey, my parallel to that and being a Golden Knights fan. So just a quick parallel was um, the captain Mark Stone. The year before they the year when they didn't make the playoffs, so two years ago, he was injured the entire year and he kept trying to come in and play. And then finally, it was just like, okay, don't. He finally got some good time off, got healed, came back one hundred percent fresh. They finally sat him, and he came back and they won the cup the next year. Bengals should do that, but you're right with the Bengals is they've got a lot of contracts coming up, and that is very problemsome that this could have been their last year and going in Joe Burrow's hurt, and they won't heal him in time. No. They, they no. won't rest him enough because they're like, okay, they, they might know that this is their last year, and so what they're trying to do is push him and be like, just go out there, just go out there. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, and it's not. They're going to hurt this kid. They're going to hurt this kid. Yeah. Well, then it all and it also becomes a thing where we saw how good the Browns defense is. You really want and we saw how much they whooped his ass in the first game. You really want him just week after week with this average to below average offensive line just getting destroyed. I mean, even in this game, he got it looked like he re-injured his injury and he was limping off the field a couple times. Like it's just like every week he's going to get hit. He can't move around because of the injuries in his legs. So then it just becomes a thing of you're doing more harm than good. And it becomes a point where it's like, are we just going to keep playing him until he just officially gets knocked out of a game and is just like, oh, he can't come back in. And now it's, oh, we're sitting for the season. And then everybody throws your hands up and you're just like, why did it take you so long? Like, why do you have to get injured again to be on the bench, but let's move from that game casino on to uh, your Super Bowl pick, Detroit Lions, beating the at the time undefeated, now two and one Atlanta Falcons, twenty to six. Uh, take a victory lap, casino, because your Super Bowl pick uh, had a pretty good game. Yeah, two and one, man. Let's go, Lions. Rar. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> when we talk, when we talk about the Falcons, can we finally and officially dub Kyle Pitts a bust? Kyle yeah. Pitts is a bust. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. He gets like, do you remember like the past like three years? He's been like the second tight end or third tight end taken in every draft I've ever had, and he never puts up production at all. Like, doesn't matter what but you the want to know. The sad thing is, is he was still their number one receiver. I know. And even as their number one receiver, he put up five receptions for 41 yards. Like, I, but I feel like that's every week. It doesn't matter if the, the Falcons win by 20 or lose by 20. It's always like Kyle Pitts had two receptions for 13 <laughs> yards. And you're just, and I watch Falcons game. I watch pretty much this whole game. He just, completely disappears on the field like you never are ever like up oh, there's Kyle Pitts open or you know like everybody was giving uh the Eagles shit because it was like Dallas Goddard in the first two games he was just always open and they just weren't getting the ball to him with the Falcons it's like you can't even tell where Kyle Pitts is on the field because he's just never like a threat or open and it seems like teams don't even give a shit and why would they? But this is more a fantasy rant than a Kyle Pitts rant. But when it comes to the the Lions, they play Thursday night against the Packers. And if we remember from last year, they're the ones that knocked the Packers out of playoff contention. Uh, we're going to record. Tired. On- You're tired. <laughs> we're going to record on Friday. So let's get the first pick of the weekend, Casino. Who you pick in to win this week, the Packers or the Lions on Thursday night? I'm going night? with my Super Bowl pick. Oh, going with the Lions. I am. Uh, I also think the Lions will win just because it's on a short. Why did you? Why did you do that? Then, ooh, like it was like something that was so blasphemy, and that you were gonna pick the Packers. Come on, I know. You know what? You backed me into a corner, and I wrote down Packers, so I'm just gonna stick with it. Fuck yeah! But the Packers barely barely beat the Saints at home against a. Derek Carr, who's injured and, you know, really bad team. I mean, Kamara's coming back, right? So 
Let's jump to that one because look at me transitions for days. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so uh, good. The, the Green it Bay Packers. <laughs> the Green Bay Packers win 18 to 17 against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, coming back down from, I believe they were down 17, right? Like, and then the Packers came all the way back. I believe at one point this was a 17 to zero game. It, it was, it was um, 17 zero um, at halftime. And then in, they scored all 18 of their points in the fourth quarter. The, the Packers did. Uh, can we finally say that it was a good move moving off Rogers and Jordan love is legit. Yeah. I like, I, I think, yes, you know, he threw an INT, but and and he only went fifty percent for his passes. But you know, I you even talked about that you like this Saints defense, and so I was pretty impressed with how Jordan Love came back. You know, to be to be down at home, being a first year well, first year starting quarterback. You know, that would be tough to come back from. Like you're demoralized. But he was like, Nah, fourth quarter, I got this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what all my predecessors have done and come back in the fourth quarter. And he did. Yeah, no. And I think uh, he, he, it was either, I believe it was on the, pretty, like he didn't have a, he didn't have a pretty, pretty game. No, but when it counted to come back in the fourth quarter, he got it done. Well, and I think it was at the goal line. It was either the two point conversion or the one touchdown he threw. Like he scrambled in the pocket and then stepped up and kind of did like a side throw to the guy on the left. And even the announcers were like, I didn't know he had that in him. I didn't know he was that athletic. And it was kind of just like, I didn't either. And that looked like really clean. And if Mahomes did that same play, ESPN would be coming their pants over it for 48 hours to 72 hours after it, but because it was Jordan yeah. Love, everybody we'll, we'll, was kind of we'll just to, like... We'll get, we'll get to uh, coming in their pants once we get to the Dallas game because <laughs> you, you legitimately texted me a gif of that, of not you yeah. actually doing that, but close enough. No, no, but I did send you a video on Snapchat of me actually doing that while watching yeah. the... I have but not, you can I, open that later. I have not, I, yeah, I haven't opened it. I was going to wait until I got some free time. I haven't had free time yet. <laughs> and then uh the news on the Saints side like you said uh Derek Carr <laughs> sorry Derek Carr gets knocked out of this game and he was actually having a pretty damn good game but then in steps Jameis Winston who kind of <laughs> I mean the stats are almost identical uh to oh, yeah. what Derek Carr was doing in this game how and we can move on to talking about the Jets game how the fuck are the Jets not trading or calling the saints to see what they can get or to see what they need to do to get Jameis Winston. I don't know because for some reason they still said that like, if I'm not wrong, I came across an article where they said that, Oh no, Wilson is still our guy. And I'm just like, what? I, my kid is even freaking out about it, man. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to your team winning 15 to 10 against the New York Jets. Uh, now the uh, getting their first win of the year. The Patriots now one and two. Jets one and two as well. Zach Wilson in this game, 18 for 36, 157 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Looked way, way worse then the stat line would even have you say. Uh, but then you also have Dalvin Cook. You have Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook got eight carries. Brees Hall, 12. Dalvin Cook averaged a little over two yards. Brees Hall averaged like a yard and a half per touch. So this Jets defense still – or I'm sorry, this Patriots defense still legit. I think they're a good defense. I saw them firsthand when they played the Patriots. I trust Hold on, them. everybody. My daughter's got a very important announcement. Tell them what you want. They want. What do you want? You want a fruit bar? You want a fruit bar? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go get my daughter a fruit bar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but on the Patriots side, uh, Mac Jones, 15 for 29, 201 yards, one touchdown. Again, against a New York Jets defense that I still think is legit. Maybe not as legit as we thought they would be going into the season, but still legit. Ezekiel Elliott, kind of his coming out party, 16 carries, 80 yards. Uh, I wanted everybody to know that she got it. Here it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, but Casino, 
your team, your team, the Patriots yes, beat the Gi- beat the Jets. I think on this podcast we both had no doubt that this would happen but what did you see in this game because I know you watched all of it what did you see from this Jets offense that makes them think that Zach Wilson is still the answer because they have nothing else like it's as simple (laughs) as that like I I, out barring trades and trades but like they stacked up that offense and Zach Wilson is just so bad man I I really don't understand why they're not going to move off of him. I really don't. I, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, Brees Hall didn't do well. Dalvin Cook didn't do well. Their rushing game was absolutely horrendous. Like, their total team stats for rushing was 38 yards. Absolutely horrendous. I Ugh. mean, yeah. I mean, and, and you even texted me. You're like, oh, what happened to your Patriots run game? That I don't know. Um, it's still <laughs> bad. It's still really bad. Um but or was that just you know the somewhat of the Jets defense being good? I mean the Patriots are playing a lot of good defenses, um, so I I don't know about that. But I do know for the Jets they're they're in a lot of trouble, and their saving grace was going to be Rodgers with his pass game, but they've got nothing now, dude. I'm I'd be surprised if the Jets win another game because Garrett Wilson, bold dude, Jeff. huh? No, I said bold take. Yeah, bold dude, take. I I mean. It, it would not surprise me if the Jets like lose out or like win maybe two games, maybe two games. Garrett Wilson, I don't think he's a bad player, but you know, being your number one receiver, he needs to show up. But you don't have a quarterback that can throw worth a damn. So yeah, I also think it's crazy. I, I, I also that... feel like Zach Wilson was out there seeing fucking ghosts, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he was scared. He yeah. was scared to go against Belichick. Not even the Patriots. Like I told you, we're out of a lot of players. He was scared against Belichick and writing up schemes to go after him. As I mean, as well he should be because he never plays well against Bill Belichick. And I, when we were making the picks, I said I would bet all the money I had on the world that this version of the Jets led by Zach Wilson is not beating a Patriots team led with a defense led by Bill Belichick. And that's way, exactly the, what happened. The Jets have not beat the Patriots in since 2015. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> let's, um, we're picking up the pace a little, but yeah. we also don't, oh, uh, these three bar, games. Barring that, um, are we going to the Bills game here in a second, right? Yeah, we will. I'll explain. Well, the three games I just wanted your overall thought about, which is, Houston beating the Jaguars 37 to 17, uh, the Buffalo Bills beating the Commanders 37 to 3, and then the Seahawks beating the Panthers 37 to 27, where the Panthers were out with that without Bryce Young and with Andy Dalton, who actually looked pretty good. Uh, thoughts on any of those three games um, with any yeah. takeaways? I still don't think the Commanders are a bad team. I just think the Bills are legit and they had a, a fault in uh you know, a, a fault in that uh, week one game, week one. Yeah. That week one, week two and whatnot. But I think they're definitely going to come out swinging from here on out. I do think that they're a legit team now. Um, like I thought they were going to be, but they, they are living up to what I thought they should be. Cause I don't think the commanders are bad Jags. I'm worried. I think our pick for Trevor Lawrence being the MVP is it's, dead. It's, is, dead. it's yeah, it's already in shambles. And what was the other game? Uh, the Panther Seahawks. Seahawks. I thought it was going to be. I I had the Seahawks scoring a lot. I didn't expect the Panthers to to do fairly okay, honestly. But I'm happy with my pick with Seahawks putting up some points. So, I mean, shout out to Andy Dalton in that game. Thirty four uh, yeah, completions. <laughs> 58 attempts, three hundred sixty one yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Like pretty impressed. I mean, he looked a thousand times better than Bryce Young has. I know well, Bryce Young has some experience, and Andy Dalton's played in the league for a long time. Yeah, but I don't think this this uh, Panthers offense is good. And then all of a sudden, Thielen and DJ Chalk actually looked like pretty Dude, good wide receivers. I tried to pick up Thielen, and I was like, "Ah, eh, you know, if Andy Dalton, that is a train." I thought if Andy Dalton, okay, I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up for the train. Yep, so those are my thoughts on that. I'm going to pick her up so she can see the train. Again, I blame you for not doing this while my kid was asleep. I know. 
I well, I was asleep. But um, no, I think I think uh, for the the takeaway from these games are that Panthers again. I don't like their defense, or I think their defense has been exposed because I was liking their defense going into the season, and they started playing games, and I kind of just they started playing the preseason games, and I kind of sold all my Panther stock because. The preseason can't tell you everything, but when their starters were in for Carolina, it just didn't look like how other teams looked, it, which meant it looked really, really bad, and it was like noticeably bad, and now they're 0-3, so who knows? But I do think the Seahawks look good. Uh, they're 2-1. and one. Obviously, they're in a tough division, especially with the Rams already beating them, and then the Rams looking pretty decent so far, but... The game that stuck out to me, obviously we talked or Casino touched on it a little, the Jaguars. I don't know what's up with the Jaguars. They, I think with how huh. they've played three weeks into the season, I think it's it's concerning. They're one and two, and I mean, their offense just looks a flat. It looks just like there's nothing there. Like Trevor Lawrence, who both Casino and I agreed was going to be MVP or at least an MVP candidate. Candidate. Bare minimum has, has looked. I mean, he just looks like bad. He just look. I don't know what happened to their offense. I don't believe they lost their offensive coordinator. They got a big time weapon in Calvin Ridley that everybody was like, us included. Oh, that's going to open up this passing game, and they're going to look closer to what the Dolphins were than what they're looking now but then to get blown out by three touchdowns against this Texans team that I think CJ uh Stroud he can play he's good that game he looked good he's looked good this entire season but I don't think Houston is a threat at all and then the Jaguars sitting there at one and two I think our my picks uh, going into this season that I'm most concerned about all appear to be in the AFC which is I still have concerns about the Steelers, even though they won. But then Bengals and Jags, we had as two of the top four teams in the AFC. They just look bad. Both of them just look like they are bad. And I don't know why they're bad is my is my main thing. Like, yes, Joe Burrow's hurt. With the Jaguars, it's like, why are the Jaguars all of a sudden bad? I don't – like, they didn't change anything. I'm so confused as to why they look so inept. But – and then the Buffalo Bills and the Commanders, I think the major takeaway from that game is Josh Allen didn't even really have a good game. And that defense took over the game and their running game took over yeah, that game. That defense is- definitely to take over that game, which <laughs> I should have left my defense in. I yeah. should have left the Bills in. But you know what? The play- I'm in a 12 of Eric dude, the enemy. Dude, here's the thing. I'm in a 12 man league with you know just a normal the normal rundown got the flex, blah, blah, blah. They do have one extra spot for an OP, but there's no way a team should go over 200 points in a 12 man league. I got 12. I got 200 pointed. Damn. Dude. Even if I had this team, I still would have lost by like 60. <laughs> Dude, it was, bad. It was uh. bad. But a lot has to do with that Miami game. So let's good segue. The segue King Segway King and Queen are on this podcast today. But uh, Miami, now 3-0 against the now 0-3 Denver Broncos. And they put up the Wait, most points. Are, are we talking NFL still or are we now doing college? Because this was a college score. This Boom. was a college score. 70 burger. <laughs> that was dumb. 70 burger against the Broncos. 70 to oh, 20. Damn it. I was getting... I had a bit for this. I know joke. I know joke was going to have a bit for this that I had to go get my wife McDonald's before this show started. She wasn't feeling that great and that she wanted that. So she wanted to make herself feel not more great by eating McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was going to get a burger and then with ketchup, write 70 on it and then do a 70 burger and eat it. Damn I it. I mean, you know what's better than the bit? Explaining the bit that didn't happen. That's I know. <laughs> I know. That's it. This is why I'm a stand-up comic, and I've done very well. I've done very well. You can find me located here at my house, and that's it. Or on the so, show. So this game, 70 <laughs> to 20, 
Uh, I told you, I don't know. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or off the podcast. I literally drafted Tua like the last like three rounds. And I was like of our, of my fantasy money draft. And I was like, Tua's going to either win me this, this uh, league or lose it. And so far he's fucking putting up 30, 40 points a game. And I have only lost one by me being dumb and leaving all the good players on the bench. But in this game, to a 23 for 26, 309 yards, four touchdown. That's but really flawless. It was uh, the way he gets rid of the ball, like the quickness he gets rid of it and the accuracy he gets rid of it. I mean, whatever we thought Trevor Lawrence would be this season, it is now Tua. Tua, I think, is the runaway MVP if this continues. And by all accounts, it. I don't see how it wouldn't continue because those were two his stats and he wasn't even the best player on his team because you look at rushing the rookie Devin Akane had 18 carries, 203 yards, two touchdowns, Devon, sorry. Uh, Raheem Mozart had 13 carries, 82 yards and three touchdowns. And then Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 157 yards and one touchdown. Their entire offense is just like, and again, putting up 70 against any team is impressive. Putting up 70 points against Sean Payton, who all offseason, all he did was talk shit about the former Broncos head coach and how shit the team <laughs> was run and coached. Uh I don't have it pulled up in front of me, Casino. Maybe you can remember. How many games did this same Broncos team lose last year by 70 points? Because <laughs> I think it was zero, yeah, I think right? It was zero. So this is straight up karma on what a dickhead Sean Payton. First off, I'm, he's always been. But I'm so happy this happened to him. Dude, especially how hard he doubled down on being a dickhead this offseason. Like, and it would just be like, for no fucking reason. And then a bunch of players would come out and be like, we actually like Nathaniel Hackett. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then it's just kind of like, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett was just like, I don't know what I did to him. Like, I'm just coaching in this no, fucking he's just, league. Remember, we <laughs> talked about it. He was trying to save face with uh, Russell. Yeah. Well, and then, but the real talking point to take away from this Broncos team is just what the fuck happened to their defense? Where did their defense go? Because their offense looks as bad as it did last year, but they were a top five defense last year. And now they're giving up literally 70 points. They they went went with Hackett. Oh, uh, but that was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Uh, I'm really happy for two. Dude, if he can stay healthy, it could honestly be a lion's, Dolphins Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's quickly touch on three games before we'll get into the game we've been dying to talk about. Uh, so my Eagles win 25 to 11 against Tampa Bay on Monday night. On Sunday night, the Steelers beat the Raiders 23 to 18. And then the Kansas City Chiefs destroy the Bears 41 to 10. And then Ugh. finally... The Chargers get their first win of the season against the Vikings, who are still uh, winless. Out of those four games, Casino, any takeaways? And no, I don't want to talk about Taylor Swift because I'm already fucking sick of it. I'm already like, that was, it was like, Red Zone was like, hey, we also want to show you guys every shot of her in the press box. And it's just like, uh, why do, why as us, the football audience, why are we supposed to give a fuck that Taylor Swift is there? I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift on or off the court. Like who gives a shit? They're dating like cool. Like, I don't get what the story is. The story is famous person dates, famous person. That's every famous person who gives a fuck. Uh, go on casino. <laughs> And to follow up that, the next podcast will be just a whole show about how much BJ hates Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, if I had the time or the drive to do this, I was going to have it just be us two. And then every five minutes cut to a video of Taylor Swift, like in the press box. <laughs> every five minutes. <laughs> What's wrong, honey? 
Yeah, Taylor Swift, I know. You're upset. You're over her. <laughs> I know. Um, no, I don't really have anything to say. On those games? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why we're all of a sudden trying to act like Kansas City's back. Uh, they beat the Bears, who are unequivocal. Yeah. I, I, I got all those. I, I called all those games, so I have. You know, I, I'm for four, four, four on those games that I don't. I don't uh, even talk about them. I don't. No, even talk you about didn't. Them. You picked the Bucks. Oh shit! We talked about. You said the Bucks too. I oh. did. Did I pick the Bucks uh, or the Eagles? Both of us picked the Bucks. No. Yes. Really. Yes. I didn't pick the Eagles? No, you did not, which is shocking because I really thought you were going to pick the Eagles. But we both picked the Bucks. Huh. Yeah. Uh, or maybe... Yep. You, know, you know what? I can mark that... I can mark that up to baby fog. <laughs> maybe you did pick the Eagles. I'm going to listen back to that podcast. If you did... I'm going to listen to it on the way to work. Points. There you go. Um, but... The crazy thing about the Eagles is I don't think they played a good game and they're still 3-0. and Like, Hurts looked much better and their offense looked much better than they have the first two weeks, kind of reminiscent of last year. And it still didn't look great. But again, I think that Bucks defense is legit. I think their offense was just overwhelmed by how great the Eagles, especially D-line is getting a safety and just giving Baker Mayfield literally zero seconds to throw. But... Yeah, I thought the most impressive thing uh, was that Eagles defense, Eagles offense coming along, but 3-0, and I'll take it. Steelers kind of back on the bandwagon with them, but I'm still, I have one foot on, one foot off. That game was ugly. And then Chargers, uh, Chargers, Vikings, Herbert looked good. I still don't like either of these teams. I don't think they're going to do anything, but good win for the Chargers. Now Casino... We're up against the clock here. Uh, let's talk about the best game of the week. The now two and one Dallas Cowboys lose to the now one and two Arizona Cardinals, twenty-eight to sixteen. I know both of you, you and I watched this game because we were talking about. Oh, it I watched all of it while it was happening. Uh, oh, I watched all of it. How did the the nineteen eighty five Bears defense? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl favorite, undefeated uh, Dallas Cowboys. How did they lose to a winless at the time Arizona Cardinals team that we on this podcast have said is going to be the worst team in the league? How did this happen, Casino? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't know, and I'm very happy. I'm just happy. I'm just happy I too. I was watching this game, and there <laughs> yeah, was a point. We did do it, Michaela. We did do it. The Cardinals <laughs> did do it. <laughs> there is a point in this game. I believe it was the third or fourth quarter where it got within like one score. And then you I did was text like, me. You were like, "The Cowboys are going to win this game." Ugh, I'm did. so frustrated. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't really. Resp- I didn't respond. I didn't respond to that. I don't think I responded to that because I was no, just you like, did not. Ah. I was like, I don't know, man. I but think the Cardinals could do this. Who knew that the way to beat uh, the unbeatable Mika Parsons was to just run the ball directly at him? Oh, wait, you know who figured that out? Uh, the Eagles last year when they completely shut down Mika Parsons in both games he played them against. So turns out to destroy the best defensive player in the league. All you have to do is garner it. your plays directly at him, and then he kind of disappears in games. But again, it's not Mika Parsons' fault. It's the media's fault for hyping him up as the second coming of fucking Lawrence Taylor. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, Lawrence I'm Taylor. Sh- I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> uh, I, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he looks great when he's playing the worst fucking teams in the league. But then again, the Cardinals, we've said, <laughs> Sorry. we've said the Cardinals all season were supposed to be one of the worst teams, but they've been feisty, right? And then all of a sudden in this game, Joshua Dobbs actually played pretty damn good and he looked really good running and passing the ball and then when it came to the Cowboys I don't know if you saw Dak Prescott's one red zone interception where he throws it directly in the middle of three uh Cardinals uh 
Cardinal players and his guys in the middle behind all three. And shockingly, it gets picked off. And then all the announcers and everybody is like, why would you throw that pass? And it's just like, who knows? Why would he throw that pass? Because this Cardinals team's weakness has always been when they have to rely on Dak Prescott to win the game. Right. That. I, then, I, I told you that Dak, you know, it, Dak has to play good for this team to be good. And I don't trust Dak. I don't. No, I don't. I don't either. And I loved when the announcer said that when he threw that pick. And it was like, what was he thinking? Trying to squeeze that in there. And I was just like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's how we that's that's always been Dak Prescott. He'll destroy the bad teams and then against teams they're supposed to beat. This is what happens, right? This is why nobody can trust Dallas. This is why every year they're so hyped up. And then like this season, it even happened earlier. Week three. Usually it's not to like week nine or ten, where it's just like, oh my God, what happened? But as an Eagles fan, as a Cowboys hater. This warmed my little heart. And then we go to Monday night and it's like, oh, Buccaneers. Even I was feeling the hype for the Buccaneers. It's just like undefeated. Their defense is really good. And then the Eagles played the game they played last year all the time, which I fucking loved. And I've talked about multiple times where the other team scores. So then the Eagles come out and they run 12 plays for 90 yards and take up nine minutes of play time and then just get a touchdown. And you can see the other team just being like, we can't stop them. We can't get our offense on the field. And everybody on the other team is just deflated. Right. And that's what the Eagles did to win that game at the end. They burned off the last nine minutes in the fourth quarter to win that game. I'm back on the Eagles train casino. I'm slamming my fist on the table. How about them Cowboys? Fly Eagles fly. Ugh. All right. Uh, casino uh, on Friday, we'll talk about college football. We ran out of time, obviously, because I took a nap and Casino's daughter woke up from a nap, uh, which is basically what did you, what, what, what you say? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What did you say? Uh, this has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. We'll be back on Friday to talk about college football. Obviously, we'll talk about the Oregon-Colorado game, and then we'll make our the rest of our picks for week four. We'll talk about the Lions-Packers game on Thursday. Uh, yeah. Adios. <laughs>